What's good, what's good, listeners? It's your boy Jalen. We back at it with another episode of the 2412 Pod. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Keetwan, a.k.a. MS, man. And as you all know, we always got a lot in store for y'all. So I'm going to give y'all the rundown. Of course, we're going to talk about the second round of the playoffs ending going into the conference finals, CP3 legacy talk, Tatum rankings, uh, NFL schedule, more, man. So just stay tuned with us this episode. But first, y'all already know what to do. Go ahead and give us a follow on all socials, Twitter, TikTok, IG, Facebook, YouTube, at the 2412 pod. And go ahead and like and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. We appreciate the love as usual. Yes, sir. All right, so Jay, because we all know, I don't think, I don't think the last, I don't think the last one dropped. So you know, it's been a while. So man, what, what, what we starting off with, man? What, what we got? Man, you you know, you already got to start out with with the craziest game seven we've seen in a while, man. With Phoenix and Dallas, dog. CP three once again choking, blowing another two zero lead, man. Leading the Phoenix Suns, um, they lost uh, four games of three to Luca and the Mavs, dog. So. That game was wild. Like, Luca com- literally went out there and committed a crime on them boys, man. <laughs> that, that, that shit was literally a hate crime. Like, you would think this, like, you would just think that nigga was racist, even. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it was just a hate crime, boy, on everybody. Cam Johnson, my UNC boy, he was doing him dirty. Mikhail, Devin, Jay. It ain't matter who was on that nigga. He was doing them Smitty. Literally, man. So. Dallas went into Phoenix and won game seven, 123-90, and it really wasn't even that close. Luka dropped 35, Spencer Dinwiddie dropped 30, Jalen Brunson dropped 24, and on Phoenix side, CP3 only had 10 points, 4 of 8 from the field. Book only had 11 points, 3 of 14 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, and they only had a combined three points between them at halftime. Three points at the half was crazy. Like, y'all niggas got three points at the half and y'all down by 30. That that was like that that was really something that we've never seen before. Like two stars combined for three points at the half. Like literally, even when uh, KD and Kyrie was going against the Celtics, was the best defense in the league. They had more than three points at the half between each other. That's what I'm saying. You can you can luck into more than three points some type of way. Like I don't get it. Luca by himself Man. had just as many points as the whole twenty seven. He they had twenty. <laughs> the Suns team had twenty seven at the half. This nigga Luca had twenty seven at the half. Like <laughs> that. Oh man, that that's that was ridiculous, bro. Like it, it was I ain't gonna lie. It was just it was good to see though, cause you know, the sun the sun's been really on some whole shit lately. Thank, I ain't gonna lie, cause Chris Paul, you know, everybody know Chris Paul kind of a hoe. You feel me? That we we I've heard it, you feel me? But yeah, it was just good to see them lose after all that shit they was talking to the to the Mavs. And who what was their first round seat? Oh, the Pelicans. All the shit they was talking to the Pelicans and the Mavs and like they didn't know the niggas who they was playing against. Like they was just all good. Like, yeah, y'all niggas won 64 games in the regular season. But in all reality, y'all niggas ain't did shit. So it was good to see them niggas get their ass whooped in game seven at the crib and get sent home. It it, it was good to see. I ain't gonna lie to you. Real good, man. I got I found some like crazy stats about this series though, some facts. Um, for the series, Luka averaged 32.6 points per game, 9.9 rebounds, and 7 assists. Uh, Luka and Spencer Dinwiddie are the first teammates to have at least 20 points and a half in a game seven since Patrick Ewing and Allen Houston for the Knicks in 1997. And the Suns are just the second team in NBA history to win at least 64 games and not make the conference finals. And the uh, last team to do that, ironically, 
was the 2007 Dallas Mavericks, who lost to the, we believe, Golden State Warriors in the first round with Baron Davis and Monte Ellis. You want to know something else about this series? Yeah. The two worst playoffs, series, losses ever, I think, in the game seven. You want to know who was on both of them teams? Christopher, Christopher Emmanuel Paul. <laughs> That's who was on both of them teams. That's crazy, bro. And Chris is also the only player in league history to um, give up five, blow five 2-0 playoff leagues, bro. The only player in league history. And it, I was like, they said it's like two or three more than any other player. Because I seen Blake Griffin was on that list because they was on a couple teams together. Well, yeah. they was on teams together that blew those leagues. So speaking of that, man, with all of this, uh, was this a legacy to find a game to Chris Paul? Like, does it affect his legacy? Nah, cause he, I just say, I don't know. Like, let me let, let me let me keep out. Okay, I, I like Chris Paul. You feel me? He cool. You feel me? But sometimes, you know, he just be on some whole shit. But it it kind of like people are gonna say no, but yes, cause it's like this. This is the fifth time that you did this, and you didn't show up for five games straight and played terrible. In my opinion, yes, it's a legacy defining game for Chris Paul. Cause how, like I kept saying earlier, how. How does he keep getting away with this and not getting the slander that he deserves when he does do this? Like, niggas just always give him a pat on the back or tell him it's going to be okay or you get it next time. So, yes, it, it was it was definitely a, a legacy-defining game for CP3 to me just because, in all reality, he ain't did shit just, like, in the rest of his career. Let's just be honest. Definitely. Because, I mean, like we said, with all the pressure previously, him blowing all those 2-0 leads, him being on the team with the best record in the whole NBA Going against a team with basically just one star player and a bunch of role players, and them guys just like talking so much junk throughout the season. And Chris, you know, I, I respect him being him being a Hall of Fame point guard, one of the better point guards of all time. He's you elevated see, to a higher pedestal, so being elevated to a higher pedestal comes with more expectations. And you just can't blow leads like he continually do and lose a game seven like that. It's one thing to lose. But you lose basically by 40, 50 points, man, in your house in game seven. Like, you just can't do that. Lost four straight in the finals as well. Yeah, they, they, they they just love dismissing all this stuff. But before before we go on to the next basketball topic, man, we got we got a it, – it's dealing with the CP3 stuff. We got to talk about the Patrick, all the Patrick Beverly fiasco on ESPN these past two days. So as as if you if you if you've been living under a rock and you don't know that Patrick Beverly been on ESPN these past two days, you feel me? Getting getting some grievances off his chest about Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns, and it, it's been very highly entertaining these past two days. You know he was he was out there saying Chris Paul was a cone. You know he don't play defense. You know deep book. You know what I'm saying why is everybody giving him this praise when he's only been to the playoffs one time before, which was last year. So Jay, before, before I launch on it, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, Mister Mister Pat Bell doing his thing on ESPN. <laughs> Yo. Pat Bell, one of the funniest dudes out there, man. <laughs> like, after his career, like we were talking about earlier, they need to have him on ESPN full-time. Dude is a just a clown, man, complete entertainment out there. But, I mean, he he kept it real, man. Like, a lot of people don't like what Pat Bell said, but he kept it real because, like we, we said um, a few minutes ago on the show, uh, Chris Paul doesn't get nearly the criticism that he deserves like the other stars do. Um, Giannis, Steph, LeBron, et cetera, they get scrutinized for any little thing they do. So if they blew it um, seriously like Chris Paul continually does, man, they'll get scrutinized. And Chris just gets a pass. And nobody can explain why he gets a pass. I don't know because he was the president of the Players Association or what, but he doesn't deserve to get a pass when these other stars get scrutinized for the same thing. Like, So I agree with Pat Bill on that. 
everybody on ESPN was caping for this nigga. Chris, I ain't even gonna say ESPN. ESPN, Fox, Joy Taylor was uh, that, that's my that's my baby. You know, she was caping for this nigga on Fox today too. Like, no, every time Pat Bell would ask somebody a question on ESPN or say something about CP3, nobody would just like the qu- Actually, the question he been asking this whole time is why doesn't he get the slander? That everybody is like Russ, Russ, they've been slandering Russ all slandering Russ for the longest. James Harden, they've been slandering, slander Ben Simmons. If that was Steph, like you said, if that was Steph Curry, my boy, they would have been dragging him all through the mud. Oh yeah. So it's just it's just real ridiculous and just like I I, I don't understand. Like JJ Reddick, which is one of CP3 best friends, the only real one on any TV platform that was like Chris and D and the Suns deserve all the slander that they was gonna get. For the next, I don't know however long they was gonna be in the news cycle, but like everybody else, like, I know Pat Bell. He, you know, he kind of extra, so I can understand <laughs> some of the stuff. But like him saying the Paul, like saying what Paul George said. Paul George liked the comment. You feel me? You got Matt Barnes on TV talking about this nigga a clown. Like Matt, Bar- like he said, Pat Bell's not that guy. I mean, Matt ba- Matt Barnes, he he clarified that he wasn't that guy either. So I'm, I'm like, nigga, why are you even talking any, anyway, to be honest, talking about this nigga a clown for saying what he said. Talking about it was disrespectful. This nigga didn't say, Pat Bell said the whole truth and nothing but the truth. CP3 played shitty for five games straight. Nobody wants to, everybody will say it, but nobody wants to give him the slander that he deserves like everybody else. Man, I'm I'm, I'm keep going. Dame Lillard, he was on Twitter talking about some Pat Bell weird, all this other shit. Uh, like, nigga, oh, nigga, you weird. Like, I don't understand. Like, he's saying everything that nobody else want to say. And I, I seen another tweet. David Wilson told me when, when a black man is down, it's <laughs> oh my always God. another black man not oh there my God, to pick bro. you up and kick him when you down. I'm like, you just said that deep-ass shit that for nothing. Every- like, that's weird. <laughs> like, that's really weird that Pat Bev, like, Pat Bev can say something so true. It's just y'all don't like the messenger. Like, it's, like, it's really weird and ridiculous that niggas is really dick sucked out about Chris Paul that they can't give him any type of slander like it's really been annoying me for the past two days that like Pat Bev can't say anything but when niggas was slandering Pat Bev ruined his career saying he doesn't play defense he doesn't do that it, he he gotta take that but when he say something about uh, a future like I'm not even a quote unquote it's not even quote unquote but a future Hall of Famer it's a problem he's being disrespectful he can't say that because he's not on the same level as that nigga like that don't even make sense We're, niggas are all human beings at the end of the day so I don't even know why that's even a thing, like, but the Pat Bell slander has been too much. Niggas is capable for CP3 too much, bro. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna let you talk, bro, because I've been been talking for like three, four minutes straight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. My bad. <laughs> you good, bro? I know you you've been waiting for this rant for days, dog. You've been talking about this Pat Bell stuff, but you're right. It's just because of who the messenger was, man. People don't like Pat Bell. He's one of the most hated players in the league. So by default, well, just because Pat Bell said it's about Chris, they just hate everything that come out of his mouth, but. He's speaking facts. And like you said, guys, like especially Dame, out of all people, he should know. Because he's been getting up but scrutinized the last couple of years and not winning. That's what I'm saying. He going to sit here and say he weird. Like, like, bro, how is he weird for telling the truth? Like, And then, like, he was talking about he out here giving, like, giving up private information and conversations. I understand that's not cool. But he literally said Paul George's name. And this nigga Paul George literally liked the Instagram post of them talking about what he said. So I'm saying, if he didn't say your name... Like, nigga, why are you even talking about the situation if he didn't even say your name? Like, that, that that's the weird part to me. He talking about Pat Bear weird. No, nigga, you're weird. Like, I just <laughs> didn't understand it at all. Facts. And I usually agree with Cal Hurd, man, but 
all these media guys just keep backtracking and kissing up to Chris. And Cowherd was like, oh, yeah, Chris ain't never played with a reliable number two in his whole career. <laughs> wow. Has he like, been a reliable number one his whole career? Exactly. Like, that's what I, that's what we asking. <laughs> like, that's why I don't, like, that's Bruh. what make me not, like, I love Chris Paul, he an NC legend, but that make, that be some of the stuff that make me not like, like, not like him sometimes. They just keep like, moving the goalposts and changing the narratives, man. Like, Westbrook began slander, Ben Simmons, James Harden, Steph Curry, like, if that was anybody else, man, they would have been taking out the top 10, top 5 all time, all this shit talking you feel me but Chris Paul no he's still one of the greatest point guards of all time all this but you feel me but like you just can't keep you just can't continue to do what you do failing and you feel me and just not just not get any type of not get any type of freaking I don't know I don't even know what to say anymore I'm I'm lost for words bro I done lost the word man (laughs) but man any type of backlash that's what I that's what I'm trying to say any type of backlash for your for your uh, shortcomings exactly when all when all the other stars get the backlash, but he doesn't see that that don't make sense whatsoever. But with Chris, man, you think his title window is closed? And we said it was last year, and it was proved that it was. So, I mean, yes, he said they're gonna be back next year. I, I hope y'all go get a, another reliable score because uh, apparently we just seen D Book want that guy. We we just seen that, and we oh, seen nah. you won't either. So y'all they gonna need some help to get back how the how the West gonna be looking next year. Yeah. That's what people sleeping on. This was really a down year for the West. We being real, like the West is gonna be so much better next year with Kawhi coming back, um, Denver getting Jamal, Michael Porter back, Memphis gonna keep getting better, the Timberwolves gonna keep getting better, Golden State's not going anywhere. List goes on and on and on. So Chris already thirty seven, by the way. So it's not gonna get any easier on him. Yeah, but yeah, shout shout out y'all, Coach of the Year Monty Williams for not being able to make adjustments. You feel me? Real real Coach of the Year right there. Uh. Shout out my nigga Luke Daddy, you feel me? Putting them niggas on their asses in game seven and J Kid for being a hell of a coach and out coaching Monty Williams in that game. Oh yeah. I'm happy for J Kid, man. He went through a lot early on in his coaching career, especially the Brooklyn fiasco, then Milwaukee. And he he just got back on track, man. Went and became a Lakers assistant. We dropped a bag, letting him get away too, by the way. But he landed in a great spot with Luca and he's turned into one of the better coaches in the in the whole league, man. So I'm happy for J Kid. Most most definitely. I mean, I feel like I could I could just talk more about how like niggas was just disrespect been disrespecting Pat Bell for the last two days. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just let it simmer down. We really could spend say, about a whole episode on that for real. <laughs> I'm gonna just say keep the same energy with everybody. That's really all he was saying. And niggas is just mad that he was saying keep the same energy. That that's literally all he was saying. And it's just a World War Three because it's Chris Paul. For real, man. Crazy out here, but Shout out to Luca though. He did his thing. We're going to continue to talk about Luca when we talk about the uh, Western Conference Finals preview um, coming up in the next segment. But moving on to another Game 7 uh, series, man, Milwaukee and Boston. Boston pulled his thing out, being the Bucks 4-3. Uh, great performances by Jason Tatum throughout the series. Grant Williams came in clutch in Game 7. So, man, you think – now, where does Jason Tatum rank – like after his performance, this playoff performance, like where is he yet in your rankings, NBA players? Oh, ever ever since they turned it around in the middle of the season, he been top five. He already my second favorite player in the league. So JT been top five for me. I don't know why what what took everybody else so long to realize that. But yeah, JT top five right now for sure. I can agree. Definitely right now one of the five best players in the league for real. Because I I'd probably say him, Luca, obviously, Giannis. Steph, Steph, KD, 
Katie, and, and then you got you can throw the two bigs in there, Joel and Joker yeah. and LeBron. Joel and B. Yeah. It kinda, I feel like he top five. It's kind of, it kind of fluctuates. I think he solidified himself as a top 10 player, even, you know, next year, because, I mean, things going to change next year. You know, the list changed constantly. Like, it's a fluctuating thing. But he solidified himself as a top 10 player, I think, and a legit, like, number one guy for Boston. So, And this series proved it against Milwaukee. Uh, it was a great series to watch, though, back and forth. I hate, you know, the injuries. Middleton was down. Tom Lowe was down for Boston. So, I mean, we don't know Marcus what. Smart. Marcus Smart. I would have loved to see both teams go with it completely healthy. But, I mean, it was a great series. I mean, Giannis did all he can do if we being real. Like, bro did everything he could possibly do. Nobody nobody wanted to come with him. I told told everybody it was on Drew Holiday on whether they was going to win this series or not. And he asked offensively, so know that they they won't go in. I mean, like, when he got those two defensive stops, was it game five, I believe it was? Yeah, game five. He had 24 points on 24 shots. That's really some Drew Holiday ass shit down. 24 points on 24 shots and get the two game winning stops. So it's just like, if he's not, because Grayson Allen, scary ass Duke nigga, he won't do nothing out there. We ain't even, look, yeah, we ain't, look, we can spend time on that. But yeah, Bobby Portis didn't show up. Brooke Lopez, you feel me? I mean, he, you got him out there shooting threes because he the best three point shooting dude on the t- on the squad right now. He always end up in that situation. Everybody tell him to post up and be dominant, but when he's the best three point shooter <laughs> on the court, he got to put him up. Like he has no choice but to put him up. All right, and he wasn't even making them too. That's a crazy thing. He made like one three the whole series. But yeah, Giannis man, he he had a terrible second half game seven. I think he only had eight points. They were, they were he was he was just risking runners, bunnies, the offensive fouls, but. Yeah, man, Grant Grant Williams though, like that performance he put on when Tatum Tatum had to go out because I think he had like four fouls. Grant Williams just heated up out of nowhere. They were just leaving. They were just leaving him wide open, just testing him. Which I, yeah. I don't know why when the Celtics literally have nothing but shooters. Al Horford gained four performance and Grant Williams gained seven performance might have been a difference for Boston in that series. Cause even with Tatum going crazy, you still need some role players to step up and make some shots. Oh yeah, of course. Like you, like you got smart Horford, Jalen Brown gonna give you at least twenty to twenty five. So I mean, you got JT and JB going. You just need a slight fifteen to twenty from Al Smart, Grant Williams. So yeah, like those, especially Al Horford game four performance. That is that that performance was sensational. So in my in my opinion, the the difference in this series while Boston was able to win this series was the three point discrepancy. Milwaukee shot only 27.9% from three for the series. And Boston uh, made 110 threes compared to Milwaukee only making 57 threes. I mean, as a, the bus, you can't overcome mm. that. That's too big of a three-point discrepancy. You, that, I don't care how much, how many and ones John is getting the paint. You're not overcoming those. You're not overcoming those threes raining down on you. At all. That's why Coach, I'm still not set on Coach, but he's a great coach. He got carried by Giannis last year, but I hated this man's defensive scheme throughout the whole series against Boston, just letting them shoot wide open threes the whole game. You got you got scary ass Grayson Allen out there not being able to guard. You said I got I got to get on him just because I got on Cam Johnson. But yeah, scary ass near Grayson Allen, he couldn't guard nothing out there airballing. You feel me? Bobby Bro was Porter, scared, I mean, man. He, he was literally scared, like man. And we could we could talk about that another time. Be scared, <laughs> but like. Bobby Porter's being a liability on defense. Like, sometimes offensively, too, it's just, like, on the perimeter, it's, like, the only really – without – with Drew and Giannis, I mean, 
Drew can't guard all of them on the perimeter, so that's where you needed Chris Middleton for that, and then to actually close. Yeah, and that we in the fourth quarter when that offense started to stagnate, like half court, that's when they really miss Middleton. Because Middleton is like that one guy that can create his own shot consistently. And Drew, he can't do it, but I mean, he he was trying. He was he was definitely. I give it to him. He was definitely trying, but that's not even in his game. So that that definitely wasn't gonna work at all. At all, man. But hey, like I said, it was a great series. And I think this Milwaukee Boston, we got a rivalry here for years to come, man. Both of these teams are gonna be at the top of the East for for years to come. Yeah, man. Shout out to C's, man. They're currently on a revenge tour. I'm re- I'm really happy for them. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm re- I've been I've been wanting to see the prosper for a long time. So it's, it's good to see. Yeah, you've been on them, especially since the bubble year. I remember you wanted them to get to the final so bad. <laughs> I was, I, bro, I, just, I love Jason Tatum so much, bro. I don't know what it is. I just love Jason Tatum so much. I per, yeah, I personally like Boston players. I just, I just hate their fans. I, mean, I just, it's something about Boston yeah. sports fans. I can't stand Boston sports fans, though. They like mad and annoying. Oh, it's just because a lot of, a lot of racist white, racist white people that live up north. So yeah, it's completely <laughs> understandable. But hey, Tris, I like, I like Tatum individually. I like Jalen Brown individually. Grant Williams, North Carolina guy, man. So. I'm happy for those guys. I didn't guys, even know man. that at first. Yeah. Queen City, 704. But, hey, like I said, great series, man. We, we'll move on to the next series, though. Uh, Golden State, the Dubs, bro. They um, beat Memphis four games to two. The Grizzlies gave them a good push, though. Good fight. Uh, most of the games were close, except for uh, that one game in Memphis where they just went crazy on Golden State. But the Grizzlies did their thing without Jotto's last couple games. Golden State was messing around a little bit those those few games, man. They could have ended the series before they did, but they ended up winning it. Um, game six, Clay made a return, made a reappearance, yes, man. OV, OVO Clay, man, you feel me? You feel me? You might as well be OVO. He loved game six so much, you feel me? Yes, sir. Hey, you think you think old Clay is back, man, after um, the reappearance of game six, Clay? Honestly, I I don't know how to answer that question truthfully because it's like, eh. Because you still got, I mean, I, I want to say no, because it's just like, that's just one game, and he hasn't really been good. He, he's been all right, but he hasn't really been good all playoffs. But have, seeing that game, his performance does give me some hope going in the next series that it's going to carry over, because we never really going to get the old Clay back, you feel me? But seeing that game, his performance definitely gave, gave me some hope. Facts, yeah. Clay, his jumper never went anywhere, honestly. He just needed to get in his rhythm. I think he's starting to find his rhythm more and more now as the, the um, playoffs continues to go on. Uh, we never going to see, I don't think, the elite defender that Clay used to be because I think, of course, the injury made him lose some of his lateral quickness, especially on defense. But Clay's definitely still one of the better shooting guards in the league. Uh, him is still, still a dynamic backcourt. So he's definitely back on his thing, man. Golden State. Um, serious, um, got a serious chance to win the championship this year. I'm ready to see that series against them in Dallas. Or we're we gonna get on that in the West Conference Finals preview. But hey, that series is gonna be like that. Yeah, man. Shout shout out to me. You know, Draymond Green. He want. He said, if we gonna whoop that trick, we gonna whoop that trick together, and that's exactly what we did. <laughs> you know, shout out to Memphis Grizzlies. You know, get gritty one time for us. You feel me? But yeah, we gonna whoop that trick. We gonna whoop that trick together. <laughs> Hey, man, are, are the Grizzlies, are they like the, the team of the future in the Western Conference, man, like the, the next up-and-coming young team in the West? Yeah, them, Memphis, yeah, no, yeah, them, Minnesota, and New Orleans, yeah. But 
out of the like out of the top of the heat, I feel like it's them. Even though I just feel like Ant Edwards alone could probably bring Minnesota above them, to be honest. But you know, if we're gonna say out of the top of the heat, continuity team wise, yeah, it's gonna be uh, Memphis. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Memphis is gonna go anywhere next year. Some people are probably gonna be like they're gonna regress. They might not win as many games as they did in the regular season, just because the West will get even tougher next year. But they people definitely know hear. what Bain and people know what Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Williams is all about now. Zaire Williams, they know they know what they all about now. So oh yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be tougher for the team next year. And if Jaron Jackson, all he got to do is just stop committing those silly fouls on defense, and, and he good. Um, Jaron Jackson, he can't, yeah, that boy can't stay on the court for nothing. Jaron, Jaron Jackson and, and Cat was probably the two most frustrating players throughout this whole playoffs with those silly fouls, constantly making ball-headed plays like every game. Just they, like, they couldn't stay on the floor for their team for nothing. Literally, caught, look, I mean, Jaron, lucky he got a job, but most of the time he was really costing his team for real, like when he wasn't on the floor. Literally, like, bro, I go out there and commit three silly fouls in the first quarter. Then when he get back out of there, before halftime, he'll commit another silly foul right before the half. And then by, by the start of the fourth, he'll be unfouled up. <laughs> Almost every game. Like, dog, when will you learn, Jerry? Uh, yeah, like, when you going to learn? Like, when he's on the court, like, two, even though his shot ugly, he's two-way, he's a great two-way, great two-way player. For sure. And you know how I feel. I, I've been saying Coach Jenkins for the Grizzlies probably should the one coach of the year over Monty. But it is. Yeah, what it I still is. say Ime just because the turnaround of the Celtics. I, I feel like even though you got to give it to Taylor just because he had the most improved player, I feel like Ime should have got it because no team has ever uh, did a turnaround like the Celtics did this year. Yeah, you can make an argument. There, there was about five or six coaches out there this year who who had legit rights, man, for it. But since Monty didn't get it the year before last, you know they had to give it to him this year. So I, pretty, I feel like that's what they voted for. But, hey, man, the Doves, uh, Grizzlies, good series. Uh, Dylan Brooks was talking to that junk and said, we will be back. We will dethrone the, the Warriors because they're getting older. <laughs> I was say, you going to dethrone them. I was say, you got, you got all these other teams to worry about. This nigga worry about just the Warriors. You got all these other teams to worry about. That's, that's how you know it. That's how you know we the ones to beat. You know, Dre Money, <laughs> us, we, we the one to beat. You feel me? Like, yeah. But then Kamiga was out there talking his shit too. It was funny. It was funny, bro. He was out there talking his shit. He's out there talking some whoop that trick. Y'all quote this tweet talking about he got to earn some stripes for his nigga. I mean, you ain't even been here longer than he has. You talking about some earn some stripes? I I understand because you've been in the league about three years now. But like that that whole comment he said was unnecessary. <laughs> hey, the commentary back and forth between those two teams throughout the whole series was, was weak. Had me weak, man. Even had doctors on Twitter arguing and stuff about. The, the fouls and the injuries and stuff, man. Like, that series was crazy. It was, man. All that stuff that was going on was lame as hell, man. Like, <laughs> even when Dylan Brooks pushed Steph down, and, uh, I think it was game six. That, that, that was lame as hell, too. Like, yeah. It was, it was just a lot of lame stuff going on. All that broke the code stuff, you feel me? Even though Dylan, Dylan Brooks did break the code, you feel me? But, like. It, yeah, it was just, it, it it was fun. It was definitely fun though. Like it just it made even though it got away from basketball a lot, it, the series was still definitely fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Cause you know now at basketball we see a lot of soft play. You know guys don't really ever be physical on the court, so it was a little nice mix up this series, getting a little bit more physicality on the court. Yeah, man. The the Dubs and five thing didn't really go as planned so I said five or six so we it was we were still in that range yeah close only one one game off one game off man so not bad all right man the last game 
or the last series uh, for the second round of the NBA playoffs, Miami over Philly, four games to two. And we already know the main question for this series that everybody's been asking, what has happened to James Harden? The hammy, man, going out to the club, the hammy, probably the diet, probably all that, man. But he's still giving you 20, 22, 10, and 8, 9, you feel me? So just like he, they say he's not the Houston James Harden, but you feel me? He was he was doing the same thing in Brooklyn, you feel me? I don't even think nobody was having a problem when he was doing these numbers in Brooklyn, but you feel me? I guess since, you know, he going, he's on the team with Joel B. he's supposed to be the second star, I get it, but you feel me, like. I don't know why people just don't understand. Like he just can't. He just can't do that no more. Like he's still he's still gonna give you his numbers, probably just not how you want it anymore. I think that my main gripe with James. I mean, everybody going regress. Everybody gets past their prime at some point in their career. It's just because James just go out on the court, and to me, he don't be trying hard a lot of the times, especially in the playoffs. This series, I mean, Joel was out there, you know, playing with all those injuries and stuff, uh, broken face and all that. And James just he won't he won't really trying that hard. I mean, I know he was getting double teamed and all that, but bro, you got to find a way to get some shots up. I mean, cause they brought you in to be that second guy to Joel. You got to find a way, and if you miss a lot of them, I mean, I would have been fine. But my thing with James is just like he, he don't put in good effort anymore. So I don't know. Oh yeah, he's always been disengaged, especially when the ball's not in his hand. But ever since like. Because he, he just don't want to be the main guy no more. He was tired of having all that burden on him, you feel me? So when he went to Brooklyn, he was just really the third fiddle. He could just score when he needed to, you feel me? Pass when he needed to. He was still going to get rebounds, you feel me? So it's just like he he doesn't he, – he can be a good third option. He's really he's literally a third option now. He's, he's literally a third option. That's why – what you just said, that's why it didn't make sense then. Why are you going to leave a place where you can be the third option? I understand with Kyrie stuff, but you know if you go into Philly – you're going to get thrown into the fire in Philly. They got the craziest fan base in the whole league. So they're going to expect for you to go in there, be like, oh, James Harden, you're going to have more pressure on you. And B's probably going to miss games as usual every year. So he has more of a burden on him in Philly and probably what he would have in Brooklyn. So he kind of brought it on himself low-key. He did because, I mean, that's what Philly was where he wanted to go first anyway. That's, that's what he said. He wanted to go there first. Because Daryl Morey. So I'm yeah, that, that's the only reason he wanted to go because he knew he was going to get catered to. Hey, yeah. That's what he's so used to. So he just he just used to getting catered to. So that's what he wanted. And just like we're going to go, we gonna go back to Pat Bev right here for a second. Do you think he should get that Supermax deal? Do you think James Harden should get that Supermax deal? Heck no, man. No way. Like, no way. I think I think uh, Stephen, they said $270 million, $75 million. Over five years, like, no, bro, no way. Like, that could possibly turn into one of the worst contracts, if not the worst contract in the league in the next two to three years. We seeing how he constantly yeah. regressing and him getting yeah. all that money. I think they said 60 mil at 37. Bro, no, no. I think I, that's what they said. I would not get him no super match. No way. I know Daryl Moore is going to do it because he feels obligated to do it. That's his boy. He traded Ben and all that stuff for him. That's his superstar that he's been trying to get. But, like, logically, no, you don't give James Harden all that money. Like, that's just bad business. You can give him money, but I, I, I'm all for everybody getting their money. But like, Supermax, you gonna no. put that team in a real hole? And you give him that Supermax. I mean, he's like Pat Bev said, he's giving you 22, 10, and nine. You feel me? That, that's that's a max Supermax player. But like James Harden is just like you like health. We, we talking about health now, so it's just like. Is he going to be there all the time? That that's that's my main concern now. Is he going to be able to be there and actually show up and help you get over that hump? 
You feel me? Because Philly second round exit once again. You feel me? They they can't they can't get over the hump. So it's just like give him his money. You can give him a, a max, but a super max, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Even though he is giving like Pat Bev said, he's giving you twenty two ten and nine. That that's that's great. That that's a that's a great player. But super max, man. In the future, I don't know about that. You gonna put your team in a real hole? Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I mean. Point blank against that heat, heat series, man. We saw him regress in the second half, all six games versus Miami. Harden had more turnovers, 11, than baskets, nine. He scored four or fewer second half points in five of the six games and shot only 28% from the field, man. So, I mean, that's not really a good look when you're trying to get that Supermax contract right here after the season. Then, like you said, with, um, you know, Embiid, he's never consistently healthy out there. And just them two alone, I don't even think it's enough anyways to – Beat Milwaukee, Boston, or Miami in the seven game series for real in the next couple of years. I say nah, especially with how Boston their defense been playing. You feel me? We don't know if Brooklyn gonna get the help that they need over there. You still got the Heat. You feel me? The Bucks, Middleton coming back next year. They gonna be stronger than ever. So it's just like Philly. They gotta figure out something because they lost their depth in that trade. Tyrese Maxey has become their second best player. Tobias Harris has still always been an average third option. It doesn't show up a lot. So it's just like, what? Like where where did where did they go from here? Where where did they go from here? They they stuck. Like, I would hate to be Daryl Moore right now because he's stuck. It's like you got to keep Harden because I mean, if you lose him, they're not gonna have cat space regardless. And you gave up Ben and, and your your depth for him. And but and it's a, like that's, that's a twenty that's twenty points that you're not gonna have exactly. But then on the other end, it's like if you overpay him and get him the max, it's like your team definitely gonna be cap strained for the next five years. Not gonna be able to improve. Um, Harden's gonna continue to get older, so it's really low key a lose lose situation with Philly right now. Yeah, so we just I, they they gonna end up giving him the money. So we just we just gonna see if he come back healthy. We just go we just gonna see what James Harden do, man, because. He, he just gonna do what he wants, so we just gonna see. Thanks. Philly, Philly hasn't even made a conference final since two thousand and one. I saw since Allen Iverson drug that team to the yeah, finals. I, yeah, I seen it because they ain't been able to get out the second round. Man, the Kawhi shot. I, I would say they don't. They they don't. They don't been through it. They don't been through it like these past three four years. For real, like all the years through the process and all that stuff, man. <laughs> so you know the fans anxious to see some results. Well, the process been over this. I don't, I don't even know what to call it no more. This, this ain't even no process. They really got. They basically just got Joel and beat out of the process at this point. Like outside of that, they really not haven't succeeded at anything. I say not, man, not at all. But besides being one of the best regular season teams, other than that, not, nothing at all. Fast, it look like Mr. Um, Glenn Rivers, Doc Rivers, gonna keep his job for next year. I, how, how, how you feel about that, man? I mean, I'm not really mad at it because, I mean, I feel like, I ain't gonna lie, I feel like Doc Rivers is kind of giving, even though he he wanted the job, I feel like he's been giving the short end of the stick with this Philly job, even though it's what he wanted. You feel me? It's what he wanted. I feel like he got he got put on the short end of the stick, man. I ain't gonna lie. I think this year to make a break year, though, he got, if you don't make the playoffs, but it's coming up here, if he don't make it at least to the conference finals, I think he's gonna be gone. Oh yes, I feel like it's only right, man. Cause they trying to win. Daryl Morey is not playing games. He traded for James Harden because he thought that was gonna be what was gonna put him over the hump. 
So I feel like if Doc River don't get it done in the next two years, he's out of there. Yep. And Dark Horse candidate for the next job at Philly, Jay Wright, the coach that used to be at Villanova, he just retired. I can see them definitely going out there and try to get him. He's one of the best college coaches of the last 30, 40 years. And he's from Philly, coaching in Philly. So if Doc don't get it done, I can see them going out there and try to get Jay Wright. Sound, sound like sound like a good plan if, if Doc don't work out. For sure, for sure. But, hey, that was a wrap of the second round of the, the NBA playoffs. Now we got uh, Eastern Conference Finals and the West Conference Finals coming up. The Final Four teams, um, Boston, Miami. Then Dallas and, and Golden State, man. Shoot, man, the East Conference Finals actually um, begins tonight between Boston and yeah. Miami. We had some breaking news right before the show started. Both Marcus Sick. Smart and Al Horford are out. Horford and health and safety protocols, and Marcus Smart has a foot sprain, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, midfoot sprain. Yes. So wait, with the that, images came back clean though, so that's good. Yeah. So hopefully he be able to return for game two. With that, man, how you how you think this series is gonna go? Hey, look, man, I, I still, I'm still, I love, I love the Heat. You know, my boy, my boy, my hero, my hero, Academia, Tyler Hero, in there. I, love, I like Jimmy Butler. You feel me? But I, I gotta stick with the C's, man. And my boy Deuce Tatum, you know, he popping out in Miami, man. So I gotta go C's in like six or seven. You feel me? Since my boy Deuce Tatum popping out, you feel me? <laughs> I respect that. That's my boy. This is gonna be another one, like. All these series with Boston, man, they just I feel like they be close. Every series go six Every or seven time, games. <laughs> and they literally on the revenge tour. Went through Brooklyn, went through Giannis. Now they gotta get through the team that beat them in the conference finals in the bubble, bro. It's literally poetic justice if they win this series. Like it it'll be crazy, but the the heater tough. Playoff Jimmy is definitely a different monster. My boy Hero go have the turn up because it's the same team that called him Bubble Boy when he went crazy a couple years ago. Hey, Jimmy gonna need somebody else to go with him. We gonna see if they can pull out this game when to defend home court with Al Horford and Marcus Smart being out. But I, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go with the seeds, man. I just I just trust they scores better, man. I just I just trust they scores. But even though this this, this series is gonna have a lot of games, like it's the 1990 score about to be at them 85 to 90 type shit. Like yeah. Man, I'm, I'm gonna go heat heat in seven here. It's gonna be it's gonna be close down to where I'm. The reason I'm going heat in seven one because of the home court. Miami's been one of the best teams in the league at home this year. Uh, Miami also can match Boston's defensive intensity more than probably any other team in the Eastern Conference, just because they got a lot of guys that can also switch. You know, Bam, one of the most athletic centers in the league. PJ Tucker, Jimmy, uh, Matt Cruz is a very underrated defender out there. Uh, Dwayne Demon off the bench. And then, like we said, playoff Jimmy, super clutch. I think Miami's role players are way better than Milwaukee's role players have been with the knockdown open threes. Any of Heroes not on, Gabe Vincent, Matt Screws, um, Deadman. Uh, I I mean, I just I just like Miami's team. I'm a big believer in their system with Coach Spo. So I just feel like they're going to find a way, man, to win this thing in seven games. It's going to be close neck and neck. Wouldn't be surprised if Boston won the series, but I'm just going to go heat in seven here. Spo would be the only reason I would trust him because I like the Celtics deal way better than them because they got healthy. You got Robert Williams, Al Horford, Grant Williams, Tice, the throw, the throw at Bam, and everybody else. So I mean, if they, if everybody, I'm still going Celtics in six or seven, but it's because I just like their role players better. You got Derek White, the offset, Marcus Smart not being there with the defense, even though he's an offensive liability for sure. I just like, I, I like uh, the Heat's role players. I mean, not the Heat, but the Celtics role players better than the Heat. 
But yeah, I like I think Oladipo, the way he playing, I think he kinda canceled Derek White out. I think they kinda neck and neck too there if Oladipo keep playing. Oh yeah, like they basically the too. same they basically the same nigga Derek White just can't score. He 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 he'll right. hit some shots though, but he ain't like even though Oladipo took a step off, I feel like I'll probably take Oli. Yeah, he still can give you twenty, I think, Oladipo in the game. Then Cal, we don't know what's gonna happen with Cal Larry. Miami actually played oh, yeah, better. I forgot he was out. I forgot he was out yep. tonight too. But Miami actually played better the last round without Lowry because when Lowry was out there, he obviously won 100%. So he kind of slowed him down a little bit. So, I mean, it, it's a it's a yeah. wild card with, with the injuries. You know, the, the teams are kind of neck and neck. We don't know what's going to happen. So it's like you flip a coin in this series, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. That's what it's, it's a lot of toss-ups, man. It's just like, man, I don't even, I don't even know, but... I'm going to stick I'm a stick with the C's, man. I, I got to stick with the C's. I, like I said, I love Miami, though, but I got to stick with the C's. Respect. Yeah, uh, you got Celtics and 7 6. I'm going to say 6. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go I'm going to go with 6 since my boy Deuce Tatum popping out of Miami, but and shout out uh, my uh, our boy Cavani, you know he got he got his Heat and 6, you feel me? But yeah. But you got Celtics and 6. I'm going to go Heat and 7. Kavani, we definitely got to get you out here during the series to get your opinion on the series. I know you got something to say about your Miami Heat, so we got to get you out here. That's a definite fact. <laughs> All right, man, moving on from the Eastern Conference Finals. Now moving on to the West oh, Conference man. Finals preview with Luka. Luka Magic, man, going against Steph Curry, two of your favorite players in the whole NBA that, going head-to-head. That's head. what I'm saying. All my favorite players are literally in the playoffs right now. Steph, Tatum, and Luka, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm real, I'm real happy right now because regardless, one of my boys is gonna get a title. You feel me? Hopefully, if the Heat don't, fuck. It. I mean, Tyler Hero, man, yeah, Tyler Hero gonna get so any of my boys gonna get a title with any of the teams in it. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy regardless. But yeah, this is like best player, case scenario man, for you. Tatum, Steph, and Luka. It, it's really crazy that they going against each other in the conference finals right now, though. Man, this series, man, I'm I'm had to ride with Steph and the boys. Cause I got confidence in the Warriors, but I think Luca. I, man, I got Dubs and six. Yeah, I agree with that. But Luke, m- one thing, the Warriors cannot mess around like they did those games against the Grizzlies. Cause they do, Luca gonna take advantage of it. But the thing is, we don't know if everybody, we don't know if niggas is gonna show up again though. Like I, like I said, look, look, look. Like I said, when Luke got Bertans and Dinwiddie, I was like, look, my nigga, Luke get some help now. Niggas, he in the Western Conference Finals. You feel me? He finally get some help. Even though Dinwiddie and Bertans was terrible when they came, you feel me? They, 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 they pulling through right now. But yeah, I gotta go Dubs and Six, man. Even though I, I love Luke, man, Luke Daddy, man, Dubs and Six, my nigga, Dubs and Six, cause we don't know who gonna, who gonna show up with Luke. And we got everybody, we got Wiggs, Kaminga, Draymond. Even though Clay too small, you can co- throw Clay at him. You feel me? So we got a lot of people that can slow, not stop Luca, but slow Luca down. So you feel me? So I Dubs and six. Yeah, I'm gonna go Dubs and six too. Uh, I think these two teams actually match up real well because they both love to play small ball with four to five shooters on the court at the same time, and they both got defenders that can do a lot of switching. You know, Dubs, like you said, they got Wiggins. Kaminga, Draymond, Clay, and then um, Dallas got Dorian Finney Smith, Reggie. Yeah, Dodo, Reggie. Shout so, out, shout out, Reggie 225. You feel me? Conference finals, we here. Yup. So it's like, yeah, they, it's a great matchup, like, far as matchup wise on the court, but with the Warriors experience and just them having the overall better quality depth and star power, man, got to go dubs and six like you. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say this ain't Chris Paul, man. This this Steph Curry. So we gonna we gonna see what they can do to get my boy off his game. <laughs> Facts, man. That series gets started tomorrow night on TNT. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we we looking forward to that, man. That's our Eastern Conference Finals and West Conference Finals preview. Of course, next episode we'll be back talking about both these series. All right, moving on to uh, we had a, a big award announcement since we last came on. The Joker Nikola Jokic, man, won his second straight MVP uh, over Joel Embiid. Uh, he had more first place votes. Uh, see, I wrote it down. He had about thirty nine, I think. Was it? He, he had, had like sixty five first place votes, and oh, Embiid had twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when he really that close? It, it definitely wasn't close at all. So, I, it was a lot of controversy behind this man. Cause, you know, everybody and sports media, they just be talking. But it, it, this was a toss up too, though. But the reasons they be giving, you feel me, for why Joel should have won, you feel me, it's not those. Those reasons are valid, but the discredit Joker, they're not valid at all. Right. I mean, this was one of those years where you really couldn't go wrong with either guy. Both guy had. A lot of scenarios where you can be like, oh, yeah, I can make an argument and they should win it. But people mean like MB got robbed. I don't think you can say he got robbed because they was too, too close for somebody to get robbed. I don't and it was that. literally literally like the same seed like at some points. I don't yes. know if they ended it like that, but they were literally like the same seed at one point. Philly I only had three more wins than Denver did. And he literally has no team. Like He literally has <laughs> no team. So it's like... I understand Joel was in a better conference. You know, he was like top five, t- top four, top five in the better conference. You feel me? He was putting up. He was being dominant. You feel me? Both sides of the court. I, I get all that. And then you on the other side, you got Joker. Dude's literally out here putting up better stats in this MVP season than his last one. Higher true shooting percentage, everything. Literally doing it with literally no co-star. His two stars out, Aaron Gordon not give you nothing, Will Barton not give you nothing. So he's literally doing it by himself and literally took the Warriors six games, literally, with, with some help from from uh from Aaron Gordon and I forgot, I think Monte Morris. Yeah, but like he took him to six games, I think. Yeah, six games. Or was it five? It was five. It was five. five he took him yeah. five. He at least won he at least won one game with no help. You feel me? Literally with no help. He literally won one game. So I honestly feel like Joker deserved deserved it as well. When you when you look at it, I mean they had similar seasons, like I said, same seed at some point. So it's a toss up, but I'm not mad at either one. So I'm 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 glad Joker won it. Like I'm not mad at I wouldn't have been mad if Joel would have won it. You feel me? So congratulations to Joker back to back MVP. The only centers the one of the only centers to do that besides Hakeem and I forgot the other ones, but yeah, shout out to Joker. Yeah, well deserved the Joker, man. Media always got their narratives and stuff, man, but he definitely deserved it. Denver had a 48 and 34 record, which was crazy. His second best player on the team was Aaron Gordon. You can't name me three other guys in the league right now who basically you can put in Joker's place and would have got the Nuggets to a 48 and 34 record in the league. So that right there with him after 27 points, 13 rebounds, and almost eight assists per game, definitely deserved it, man. Nobody got robbed. And B still got a chance to win MVP. He probably will win an MVP in the next couple of years. But um, everybody get a joke his flowers, man. He deserved it. Two-time back-to-back MVP. Most durable and best big man out there right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's definitely the most durable. That's what I'm saying. Even though Joel did have 
He he played more games. I, I don't know if it was more than he's ever had, but he's played he played a lot more games this year because he had he he didn't have a choice. You feel me? But Joker's been doing it. You feel me? So again, MVP for sure. All right, it's a regular season award. You feel me? So. Exactly. That's that's why I, I agree with somebody else. They should the NBA should just announce this like right before the playoffs start, so people can't look in hindsight about things, man. Since it's a regular season award. Exactly, because. Playoffs should not be any indication of a regular season award at all. Right. Okay, that was the case. A lot of that's why uh, they MVPs. have a Finals MVP. Exactly. That's why they have a Finals MVP, and that's why I I can't before before we leave basketball, Jay. You seen that they giving the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference Finals MVP trophies? How do you feel yeah. about that? Because I don't really like it because it's just like now niggas got to argue over who got more <laughs> Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals MVPs. I'm just like, bro, I'm not trying to argue that shit. But, like, it's cool. You feel me? But, like, how, how you feel about it? I, I like the concept of it. I mean, I like them switching it up um, with, you know, honoring Larry Bird and Magic. But, like you say, of course, people aren't going to be on social media time. arguing about it. But as, as a concept of it, I like it for re- rewarding the guys. I mean... I mean, it's a big accomplishment. You get into the NBA Finals, I mean, a lot of guys never be able to do that in their careers. So I like awarding individual players awards for winning the, being the MVP, basically, of the Conference Finals. But we are just going to start a whole other controversy on Twitter like, and I'm everything else, bro. Argue that. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to argue Conference Finals MVPs with niggas, yeah. man. Like, if I say, uh, my bad, I'm going to say the names. You got the... Larry Bird Eastern Conference Final Trophy and the Magic Johnson uh, Western Conference Final Trophy. Those are the names of the of the two new trophies, man. So, like I said earlier, season six, it'll just be so happy. It'll just be so lit. If JT won the first Larry Bird, you feel me? Eastern Conference Championship Trophy. But one more thing, I don't know if you've seen it, but they were talking about an in game tournament in the 2020, 2023 2024 season, man. Honestly, I just feel like the NBA doing too much. They trying to compete with the NFL, and I just feel like they're doing too much. Bro, I, I hate understand that. you got the views and the players not playing like they supposed to, but like I just feel like the NBA doing too much now. Now first you got to play in. Now y'all niggas trying to get a whole play a whole tournament during the season. Like I don't understand like what the NBA got going on. I hate that idea. Like like why? Like what's the end goal here? Guys not gonna be motivated for no end season tournament. Who cares? Somebody can be like, oh yeah, we want an end season tournament. Like this is the NBA, man. This is the NBA, not AAU ball. Like. Come on, Adam Saver, I understand you're trying to be innovative, but no, don't mess with that, bro. We don't need that. That'll be just irrelevant and more games that's unnecessary. The season already kind of long as is, so we don't need no more unnecessary games in the middle of a long 82-game season. Yeah, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm I'm not feeling it at all, you like, I, I, That's why I'm kind of more of a football fan because it's like football, everything matters every week. Something matters, you feel me? Like now you gotta have an in-game tournament for something to matter. You had to add a play-in tournament for something to matter. Like, and it's, it's just feel like it's doing too much. It's already eighty-two games. Now you got something else extra. So yeah, I'm, I, I love the NBA, but I'm not. I'm not feeling this move. Nah, I hope they don't go through with it. But we already know the main thing for all this stuff is is money, and they're gonna have some and TV the, contracts. They've been for losing it. out on. Yep, something they've been losing out on for years. So all they're going to do is have some big TV contracts, and they're going to do it because of money, man. So money's the driving factor with sports now. So we already know it's probably going to happen in the next couple of years, most likely. But, yeah, that's, that's all I got, man. 
Hey, hey, you want to get us started up, man, with uh, the Gridiron the NFL schedule release? I know you were super hyped for it. Yeah, man. Definitely was hyped, man. NFL schedule release happened this past week, man. And I, the, the, I'm t- the NFL just keeps getting better and better every year with the matchups. Teams getting better the way they set up the schedules, adding the extra. I thought adding the extra week would hurt the NFL, but really, man, even though because injuries are gonna happen regardless, but really, man, the extra week has really been helping the NFL, man. Like, but man, you all these primetime matchups, man, like the ones I'm kind of looking forward to. You feel me? We got the Bucks. I ain't gonna lie. The first one I see right here is Bucks and the uh, Ravens, man, week eight. And I, I just like it because Brady can get try to get some get back against Lamar for losing to him in New England. You back a couple years ago, man. We we got we got our ass whipped on TV, so I need Brady to get, get a go get our get back on the Bucks this year, man. But uh, Coach Russell and them having a lot of prime time games. We uh Patriots, we on Thanksgiving. You feel me? I, we, I'm happy. I don't think we ever. I don't ever think I got to see us play on Thanksgiving. You feel me? We played the Vikings on Thanksgiving last game of the day, so that's that's definitely lit, man. Broncos and Rams, Christmas oh, yeah. Day, man. Buccaneers, Cardinals, Christmas Day. Like this, I'm just, and I, that's why I just love the NFL so much, man. Because they gonna give us what we want. They gonna give us what we want. But we, man, first game, Russ back in Seattle, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for that, that man. <laughs> I'm hyped for that one. My boy gonna be back the twelfth. He, he gonna be the twelfth man, but he ain't gonna be playing for the twelfth man. You feel me? And bro, typical NFL fashion. I just got a feeling Seattle's gonna somehow win that game. They're gonna win that game because they're gonna be so hyped, and gonna, that's gonna be like their Super Bowl this year. So they're gonna they're gonna find a way to win that game. Cause the NFL, <laughs> yeah, NFL. It's a lot of parody in the NFL yeah. for sure. Like that's one thing. Yeah. It's a lot of parody in the NFL. Seattle gonna suck, but they're gonna find a way to win that one game, bro. Cause they're gonna be so hyped to beat Russ, you know. <laughs> and it's plus it's his first game. I mean, you know, they're gonna have that chemistry together with Denver, so I can see Seattle winning that game. Yeah, I can. I, I definitely see it too. I wouldn't even be mad at it. It's just it just be good TV. Yeah. So any 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 ones you looking forward to, man? Because I'm over here looking. I do see Green Bay and LA LA Rams, man. I do I do see that game. The there. the opening night game, I think was I got Buffalo and the Rams. I'm a hype for that one. Oh yeah, that I we need that one for sure. I ain't gonna lie. I look he I look he got. I I want to say I got the Bills. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's just cause Josh Allen. I I don't know why, but I kind of. Trust Josh Allen didn't more than I do Matt Stafford, except in the fourth quarter. Other than that, you feel me? Yeah, and you know how teams be doing like, on nah, like the opening yeah, nights that, after they win that, the Super Bowl, they kind of struggle a little bit. Yeah, we 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 definitely see that a lot, man. And that might be a potential yeah. Super Bowl preview too for Buffalo and uh, the Rams is coming out here potentially. I honestly don't want to see the Rams go back. I, I don't. They they doing too much. They let them get Bobby Wagner and Allen Robinson. I don't know how. I don't want to see it. Yeah, it, it was cool for them to do it this time, you feel me? Because they wanted it in their home. They home field, you feel me? But I don't want to see the Rams go back. I, I honestly don't, bro. I'm going to keep it. I'm, I'm not either. hating either. I just don't want to see it. I don't either. I'm just keeping that real because they, they one of the best teams out there. And they they going to be in the mix all year. But really, man, the the matchups, we, we, sh- we probably are really hyped to see it. Really, the AFC West matchups, for real. Every every matchup, like all four teams are good, so it's like every matchup, no matter who's playing, saying, like <laughs> out the division, in the division, like they're gonna beat up I, on I, each other many, in the AFC West. Oh yeah, for sure. So we don't even 
know who going who, who you got winning that division? We, we we might have to do all that another time, but yeah, we we gonna do all that another yeah. time. So I'm gonna just add, I'm gonna just ask you how many games you got your Panthers winning. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you how many games I got the the Pats and the Bucks winning. Oh man. Panthers, I'm gonna say we win. I'm we gonna win nine games. I'm just being realistic. Hope they prove me wrong, but nine games is probably our best case scenario right now. Unless Matt Corral comes out here, surprises everything. That's the wild card. If Matt Corral comes out and plays like a, a good quarterback, quarterback just gonna elevate the whole team. But if not, nine probably our max, and it might be lower than that. I'm just saying nine wins for us. And we lost JC Jackson last year, man. Well, this year. So man, I'm I'm gonna say my Pat Riots, we won like 12, 11 or twelve games last year. I'm gonna say we gonna win at least ten. I'm I'm gonna say we at least gonna win 10, 10 to ten to twelve, ten, twelve, thirteen. I it's cause I, I I don't know. We we still not as good as other teams in the AFC, so I'm gonna say ten. But the Bucks, I got the Bucks winning twelve to thirteen games again, like they have been since Brady being there. See, I'm gonna I'm go with that, man. I'm gonna still have faith in my Pat Rice, even though we're incompetent as a franchise right now. <laughs> yeah, man. We you already know the Bucks. They're gonna kill the division. They're gonna kill the, the NFC South, and Brady's back, so they're gonna be top three seed in the NFC this coming out of the year. So they're gonna get their twelve. They usually twelve wins around that margin, and um. Like I said, the Panthers, man, hit or miss this year. I just want—I don't want Sam Donald starting anybody else but him, and I'd be cool. But Sam <laughs> is just like—he's like a death sentence for the team. But it's like—it's just deflating. Like if you know you got Sam Donald starting, you know you're not going anywhere. It's like automatic. See, man. you just gonna be seeing ghosts, man. You gonna be seeing ghosts. <laughs> like no, nah, we got it. Our O line's gonna be improved. But the thing about Donald is, like the stats show, Donald—the more time he has to throw, the more inaccurate he is. Because it's like he panics even more when he got a, a clean pocket to throw in, which is crazy. He definitely run. He would definitely run that motherfucker. Though. Yeah, it's re- it's really crazy. He was leading the league and rushing touchdowns for like the first couple weeks. Y'all was going crazy. And Bro, after they had that a Cowboys fool. game, he went to <laughs> had him in. The, I remember though, they had that man in the MVP conversation the first couple weeks. Bro, I was like, hey, yo, he was get, niggas was getting out of hand the first couple weeks. Like, I understand he was doing good. You feel me? I was rocking with him. You feel me? I thought he needed to do some, some new scenery. Apparently, that wasn't the case. But like. Oh man, Sam, Sam, I am. I'm sorry, bro. It's scary hours for you, Aaron, my boy. So for Sam, man, he he should never be a starting quarterback in the league again, for real, for real. But, but man, these, it's, we it's what's that date? Teams uh, tied. Oh wait, well, go ahead, my boy. What'd you say? I, I was like, what's the date again? We're gonna be in Charlotte, man, for real. The Bucks, Panthers, October. I forgot what. Day hey it man, was. hey hey man, say man, October twenty third. Yeah. We will. I don't care how we do it. We will be in the building. I will be in the building to see Thomas Eric Patrick Brady Jr. play for the first time. So on, it's crazy. I swear to God, it's destiny. It's on October twenty third. I'll be turning twenty three in it was in September, and it's my nigga twenty third season. You couldn't tell me <laughs> life couldn't have wrote this any better for me. I swear, life couldn't have wrote this any better for me. Twenty three, twenty two, twenty three. It's and like my script. birthday is the third, so so it's crazy. My birthday is on the third, so it's crazy. So yeah, we will be October twenty third, Bank of America Stadium. We in there on everything I love. We in there. Yes, sir. We're gonna be in there. I'm ready for it, man. But 
a lot of good teams coming to Charlotte this year, actually, man. Because the Panthers got a pretty hard schedule, so they playing a lot of good teams. Russ coming with the Broncos, of course, played Brady twice. Don the Steelers coming yeah. to Charlotte. So, I mean, it's a it's a it's a good schedule, it's a hard schedule for us. But we playing a lot of quality teams this year because I'm the NFC South is playing. I forgot what division it is, but playing. Um, of course, we got to play all the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals. AFC North. AFC North, and then we playing the NFC West also. I think so. Yeah. Tough year. I think my Pat Rice might be playing the NFC. Yeah, we playing the NFC North this year because we, like I said, we played the Vikings on a TV on Thanksgiving. So yeah, we playing the NFC North this year. But it's crazy, bro. It's really thirteen teams with most a tie for the most prime time games. Man, five. You got the Broncos, the Steelers, 49ers, the Bengals, Kansas City, Dallas, the Rams, New England Pat Rice, the Eagles. Which that's kind of crazy. Like I don't know how the fuck they just they got AJ Fan Brown. Base. I don't know how they ended up with fan base. Yeah, and because they played Dallas, so I yeah. mean, you got the and the key we got the Bills, the Packers, the Chargers, and none none other none other the, than the Bucks, man. So all these teams with these primetime games, bro. This season has like I thought the NFL 100 season was crazy. I thought last season was crazy. This season is gearing up to be more crazy than the last two. Right, it's so much adversity in the league this year. So many quality teams out there, like especially in the AFC. AFC alone got so many great teams, and a lot of star players switch teams this offseason. We never see this many star players in the NFL switch teams in one offseason. Yeah, I say we, we'll probably we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it this time, but we'll definitely talk about like all the AJ Brown uh, trade and stuff like that. You feel me? But yeah. It was yeah. A lot of players switched teams this year. We've never like like you said. We've never seen that was like on some NBA type stuff with how these niggas was getting shipped around the league on some really on some random stuff too. Yeah, like, it's it's crazy. We didn't even like the Hollywood Brown trade. Like nobody even like thought about that one. Devontae out of nowhere. Like what? D Hop getting suspended. Right, we like yeah. We all right, we go, we gonna say we gonna save all those topics. Oh, yeah. for, for next we gonna have year, a whole man, special cause... episode about NFL, anyways. Like especially when NBA, we gonna dig deep about the NFL yeah, all season. I can't, I can't wait. You you already know I can't wait. That that that's my sport. Yeah. You know I can't wait. But essentially, the NFL players said, "All right, we're gonna be like the NBA players and request our money. If they don't give it to us, we gonna demand out." Like I respect that though, because the NFL with all the injuries and non guaranteed contracts, you gotta get your bag while you can. I'm just mad about it because the Patriots didn't want to pay JC. But, you know, it'd be like that. But That's what the Patriots do, man. They, they ain't and gonna... then the Eagles Eagles just happened to get A.J. Brown because that, they was going to be the ones to pay him. Like, right. I understand y'all want this money, but at some point y'all got to want to win. You feel me? Like, I, I understand the money part, though, but at some point you got to want to win. Exactly, bro. But, hey, man, I'm, I'm having the Christmas Day games this year, too. It's on a Sunday with the Green Bay, Miami, Denver, L.A., and then Tampa and the Cardinals. So, great matchups there. Every week, there's really some great matchups. So, a every, lot of good games week, to look man. forward to. Every week, bro. It's, I don't think I don't think it's going to be – it's probably, you know, it's probably going to be some some disappointing weeks, but not too many. Right, like we said, there's a lot – there's more good teams this year in the league than it has been the last couple of years. So, there's very few unwatchable teams in the league right now, honestly. Even the even the Jets probably going to be watchable this year. The Lions, man, the Lions' offense is going to be so much better. They picked up a lot of weapons. And they got the hometown hero, so. Yep. So, a lot, a lot of parity, good parity yeah. in the NFL. But, hey, like I mentioned, man, we're going to – you know, we're going to always talk about the NFL. When the NBA season on with, we're definitely going to yeah. delve deeper into the NFL stuff with the offseason and previews and all that stuff. But 
a lot to look forward to in the league. But hey, we uh, we on the home stretch now. We down to our last couple of topics. You know our weekly segments. Uh, we're going to do with eyes on NC first, and then we're going to hit up the dog of the week, MVP, final thoughts, and then it's a wrap. So I started up man with the eyes on NC. I mentioned this guy earlier in the show. I'm Grant Williams, four for the Boston Celtics. From the Queen City, 704 Charlotte, North Carolina. Went to Providence Day School in Charlotte. He played his college ball at the University of Tennessee from 2016 to 2019. Was an all-SEC player all three years at Tennessee. He won SEC Player of the Year back-to-back years in 2017-18 and 2018-19. He was selected 22nd overall by the Celtics in the 2019 NBA Draft. Uh, he's been a role player his first couple years in the league. Uh, they just went crazy, man. Game seven against Milwaukee, scored a career high twenty-seven points over the Bucks, seven to eighteen from three, um, which are records for made threes and attempts in the NBA game seven, which is crazy. And Grant Williams coming out of college wasn't known as a three-point shooter whatsoever, but he really worked on his game. I read an article about during COVID, uh, he went to stay with Kim Walker at his house in Charlotte, and just really worked on his game there, improved his three-point shot, and we've seen it a lot over here in the playoffs, man. So. Shout out Grant Williams, man, from 704 Queen City, Charlotte. Oh, yeah, man. Shout out to Grant Williams for real, though, because I didn't even know Burford was from, from NC for real. So that, that just made me fuck with Grant Williams even more. And his rise this year, because last year, everybody was slandering this man on the internet. Like, he, Grant <laughs> Williams really didn't, Grant Williams really didn't offer you nothing last year at all. Like, so just to see, just to see his rise this year and him getting the chance in the playoffs to show out. And be a, be a factor and actually winning a winning a game in a game seven of that to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, man. No, another another one putting on for yeah, for NC, man. You already know we we everywhere, everywhere, man. Greatest state of all time, man. Stop playing with us, sir. True hoop state, man. Shout out Grant Williams, man. Representing Charlotte. All right, bro. Dog of the week time. I already, I already know who my dog of the week is. I think we might be on the same page. You might have a different one though. Oh, I see. I see. It's Luca, man. I'm not yeah. even mad at that. You know, I I was probably gonna say my boy JT. You feel me? But Luca, I'm not even mad at that. That's that's Luke, Daddy. For you, see, you seen what he did in that game seven, man? For real, man. Like we, it can't be anybody else but Luca. He that's literally the definition of a dog. Just to go in there and do what he did to Phoenix, man. Laughing their face while he's scoring on them. Humble them guys, bro. <laughs> Luca special. That that was Luca special. That uh, D book was talking about right there. That that was the Luca special. For real, like, bro probably could have dropped 50. He didn't even play in the whole fourth quarter either. That's the thing. <laughs> he probably could have dropped 50. That, that, that's crazy. Like, in a game seven, man, he don't got to play in the fourth quarter. That's well. That's what I'm saying. Usually you would think that Luka has to play every single minute in a game seven, in a closeout game regardless. Crazy, man. So, yeah, Luka, man, obviously you got a dog of the week, bro. But, man. Luke, stop playing. <laughs> Luke, that is you call him. Yeah, that's Luke Daddy for sure, man. But the boys, the boys really tried to act like they didn't know who my boy was. Like they would just laugh. Like they, they really was acting like they didn't know who he was. Wayne, like, we talking about you too, bro. Oh yeah, Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. Look, <laughs> Dwayne Carter. Watch your mouth when you speaking on Baby Bird, nigga. Watch your mouth. Like you can call my boy a hoe, nigga. Look, you saw happy. Put a million on your boy CP head in that game seven. Look, what my what my boy Mark Cuban say. It's a shit show. Put you front row. What, what, what are you saying? Like, come on, man. Like, it, it, it was just that was just good to see. I ain't gonna lie to you. Everybody talking tough when they up, man. Everybody talking tough when they up. Exactly, man. Had to humble them boys, man. Phoenix has become one of the most unlikable teams in the league overnight. 
And I don't even know how it happened. Like, really, I didn't. They was cool until they started doing all that talking in the playoffs. Like, yeah. In in when the season when they was winning, I mean, you know, everybody knew they was gonna be a good regular season team. I ain't had no problem with them. You feel me? Like, and, and I was saying until until the Pelican series, I, I, that's when I started having a problem. Yeah. Yeah, hey, LeBron's whole campaign early in the season, man, you better stay humble because you might be out of the league and look what happened to campaign. Bro, fill out the whole rotation in the Mad Series. I mean. Yeah. Karma coming back on him. I, 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 I agree with that. I just don't like the message of being yeah, LeBron. He was, <laughs> sitting, LeBron. He, he was sitting on the bench getting his ass. He was, he was sitting on the bench getting his ass beat when he was saying it, so. I just don't like campaign. Not just about the legacy. He just talked too much junk to be a backup point guard himself, man. That's why it's like, bro, you got. <laughs> I, I like it though. I like, yeah. I like the confidence. Though. I like, I like the confidence for sure. Though that's why I ain't mad that them boys got humble, bro. Cause they talk too much to be ringless. Literally have literally nothing at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. Dog of the week. Let that boy Luke off the leash one time. And J- I'm gonna just go ahead and say JT was my dog of the week too, man, because. Both beat both best players. People beat both players that people consider the best player in the world. Man, Lily was going at both of them, putting dropping forty. Lily went toe to toe with Giannis and dropped forty six in that game six. Man, to force that game seven, bro. So, J, I'm gonna put JT in there too, bro, because that that performance was crazy. Then to come back, you feel me? Game seven, he had to go out. You feel me? Because of foul trouble, but dropped a slight twenty three. You feel me? And like we said earlier, Grant Williams, you know. Put the cape on. He calling. They calling the Batman. I forgot when I when I figure out why they why my boy Mari and the Celtics fans calling the Batman. I'm gonna get right back to y'all on that because I forgot. But yeah, JT and Luca, you feel me? Dogs of the week had to let them off the leash one time. Dogs of the week, man. All right, bro. It's time for your, your MVP segment. What you got for us this week? I ain't gonna lie, man. It's been a it's been a while, so I feel like I gotta I got I got a lot, you feel me? Cause I don't remember what I said in the last episode. It did not draw. I forgot what I said, but I, I I'ma just I'ma just start off, man. I got some actually some pop music on here for y'all, man, because I ain't had a lot of that. You feel me? Cause around I feel like pop music from around 2009, you feel me, like 2018 was really popping, you feel me? Like it was it was a good pop song every year. And after a while, I just feel like it kind of fell off. So man, I'ma I'm gonna I'm start I'm gonna start it off with one of the singles that I got, man. We got a group called Five Seconds of Summer, man. They have a have a, a song that I like called Me Myself and I. Their album was dropping September 23rd, but yeah, the Me Myself and I track that they have. I definitely go listen to that, man. Definitely bring back the old pop feel. And then I have another single. I think it's Will It Ever Be the Same Again by I think his name is Bozzy or Bazzy. He made the "You're So Precious When You Smile" song, so you'll probably know him from that one. But yeah, I, that that's another good song that I had just found a couple days ago that gave me another good like pop pop feel to it. So yeah, will 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 it ever feel the same? By Bazzy or Bazzy, like I said, I forgot how to say his name, but yeah, that song and the Chainsmokers, their album. I listened to their album so far, so good. And literally, this album literally brought back those old pop feels that I was talking about from back in the day, like when I was in school, 2016, 2017, because they was one of the popping groups at the time when I was in school, in high school specifically. But yeah, they have an album called So Far So Good. A very good album if you really like pop music, you feel me? I'm going to name off the songs off the album, man. One, Riptide. Two, High. 
three iPad, four Maradona, five solo mission, six something different, seven I love you, eight if you're serious, nine channel one, ten testing, eleven into deep, twelve I hope you change your mind, thirteen cyanide, and uh, my favorite songs from here, man, are Riptide, High, iPad, Maradona, something different, and uh, uh, I love you. I love you is probably my favorite song here because. In the song, my boy, he really, he literally used the T Pain bartender flow in the song, and it was just, it, it was just fire to me. I ain't gonna lie to you, so definitely go listen to "I Love You" for sure. And probably I'll put uh, "I Hope You Change Your Mind" in there as my last song from the "So Far So Good" album from the Chainsmokers. So yeah, definitely go and listen to that as well. And I don't think I've said this one, but my boy W I Dollar Sign E Enterprise Wise. My boy, Mr. Gate City, Mr. Henny Cran, whatever you want to call him. You feel me? His take, he dropped album, EP. It's nine songs till we foreclose to. Uh, 10 out of 10, he don't miss. That's my boy. I'm going to name the songs off, all the nine songs off for y'all right now. One, we got Lucky. Two, Ghost. Three, Underground Legend. Four, Sucker Free. Five, Invincible. Six, Gate City Player. Seven, Water. Eight easy and nine black ice bonus track, but Lily, I ain't gonna lie. I would tell you my favorite songs are Lucky Ghost and uh, Lucky Ghost Underground Legend and Water Man. But I really like all the songs. The whole the whole thing is fire. So yeah, two we foreclosed to my boy W I dollar sign E Enterprise Wise, Mister Gate City, Henny Mister Henny Cran, whatever you want to call him, man. Go get that two we foreclosed to. It's my boy right there. Next, I got for y'all, man, my boy, John Felix Anthony Cena. You feel me? He dropped the album May 10th, 2005. You feel me? And I just really went back and listened to this, and I ain't gonna lie to you. It's pretty fire. You feel me? I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm probably not gonna name all I forget I'll name all the tracks off of this one too. Of course, you got his thing, his wrestling thing song, The Time Is Now, uh, Don't Fuck With Us, Flow Easy featuring Bumpy Knuckles, uh, Right Now, Make It Loud, Just Another Day, number six, seven, Summer Flings, eight, Keep Fronting featuring Bumpy Knuckles again, nine, We Didn't Want You to Know, ten, Bad Man featuring Bumpy Knuckles, Running Game, Bean Town, I, I can't even say. It. This this other dude's name, oh my bad. But 13, this is how we roll. 14, what now? 15, no to rip. 16, chain gang is the click. And 17 for all in it tomorrow. Angle out. My boy John Phillips, Anthony Cena is a certified platinum artist out here, greatest of all time. That literally solidifies it. The rock could never, he can have all that Hollywood shit. You feel me? But yeah, John Cena in the trademark. You can't see me. Even though it's almost 20 years old, I ain't gonna lie, you should go listen to it. It's definitely, it's definitely pretty decent, you feel me? So yeah, definitely go cop cop that. I do have a song for my boy RTBNB. I might have said it on the other episode, it didn't drop, but Alter Ego featuring Glock Boys, TJ, my boy RTB, he don't miss, you feel me? My boy Miles Bridges, he don't miss. So cop that, you feel me? Go cop that for sure. And I believe I got two more. Selections for y'all, or even three, I believe. But I will actually, I probably got more. But we got Jack Harlow, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. I did listen to it. I will say it's not as good as everybody's saying it is, and it's not as bad as everybody's saying it is. But 
uh, one, you got Talk of the Town. Two, Young Carleezy. Three, I Do Anything to Make You Smile. Four, First Class. Five, Dua Lipa. Six, Side Piece. Seven, Movie Star Feature For Real. Eight, Little Secret. Nine, I Got A Shot. Ten, Churchill Downs Featuring Drake. Eleven, Like A Blade Of Grass. Twelve, Parent Trap Featuring Justin Timberlake. And thirteen, Poison Featuring Lil Wayne. Fourteen, Nail Tech. And fifteen, State Fair. Uh... The tracks I really like from this album, uh, the first track, Talk of the Town, is pretty good. Young Carleezy was, I Do Anything to Make You Smile is probably probably my favorite song besides the Drake feature. But yeah, those are really, I, I Got a Shot was pretty good. But yeah, those are really the, my favorite songs, the only songs I really go back and listen to off the album mostly. But yeah, go go listen to the Come Home to Kids Miss You by Jack Harlow, man. Get your own opinion from it. Uh, that's exactly what I had to do. Uh, next man, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Mr. Kendrick Lamar, double sided tape, nine songs a piece, and he definitely, definitely did his thing on it, man. First side, first nine songs, you got number one, United in Grief, two in ninety five, three Worldwide Steppers, four Die Hard featuring Blast and Amanda Reifer, uh, five Father Time featuring Sanfa, six Rich Interlude, seven Rich Spirit. Eight, We Cry Together, Nine, Purple Hearts. On the second nine songs, you got Count Me Out, number one, Two Crown, Three, Silent Hill, featuring Kodak Black, Four, Savior Interlude, Five, Savior, Six, Auntie Diaries, Seven, Mr. Morale, Eight, Mother, I Sober, featuring Beth Gibbons, and Nine, Mirror. Uh, My favorite al- uh, songs from this album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, man. N95 was definitely cool. Die Hard. Definitely probably one of my favorite tracks with We Cry Together, which is crazy. My boy Lily, the scene from Baby Boy, he literally recreated that that whole scene and song from which is amazing. And literally at the beginning of the song, he said, This is how the world sounds. It was literally nothing but a dude and a girl arguing. And it was definitely how the world be sounding most of the time. And definitely the uh, like I said, Purple Hearts, probably my favorite song on the track featuring Summer Walker and Ghostface, Ghostface Killer. I definitely liked Silent Hill featuring Kodak Black just because I just Kodak Black deserves his flowers for being a good rapper. And Auntie Diaries is definitely a touching track that everybody should go listen to. It's definitely a good song. We have Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Go get that as well. And that, uh, I'm going to do this before I get off here too. LMA, Heart on My Sleeve. Definitely go cop the new LMA, man. Uh, name the songs Name the songs Off the album One time One trying Two not another love song Three didn't say Featuring Lotto Four break my heart Five fallen angel How featuring Roddy Rich Number six Seven pieces Eight DFMU Don't don't fuck me up Nine hide Eight power of a woman Eleven a miss Featuring lucky day Twelve feels like Thirteen leave you alone Fourteen secret swim And fifteen fading out and I'm not even going to lie to y'all, that might, yeah, I believe that might be it for the MVP segment this week. Uh, the You Can't See Me, John Cena, and the trademark, you feel me, go go listen to that. So far, so good. The Chain Smokers, Till We Foreclose to my boy W.I. Dollar Sign E, Wise. Five, the Five Seconds of Summer track, Me, Myself, and I, the, the Bozzy track, Will It Ever Be the Same Again? Jack Harlow, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, Alter Ego, Glock Boys, TJ, RTBNB, and last but not least, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and The Big Steppers, MVP, Most Valuable Playlist, your one and only DJ Young Mass on the ones and twos. 
We out this thing. And I'm going to holler at y'all next week with some stuff that I probably missed this week. Gang, we out here. Yes, sir. Y'all messing with another EVP segment, man. As you heard, a ton of great music has dropped recently, man. So y'all go check all that out, man. All those great albums that dropped some fire for sure. But as usual, man, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Um, Before we get out of here, though, got to mention, man, Kinston native Reggie Bullock, uh, current uh, forward for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Congratulations to him on being named a finalist for the NBA's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice uh, Champion Award uh, for his advocacy around LGBTQ equity. Uh, We are proud of your work, man, Reggie. Um, Also, the winner will be announced during the West Conference Finals and will receive $100,000 for a nonprofit of his choosing. Reggie um, chose uh, the Kinston Teens, which is a local nonprofit organization in Kinston, North Carolina, man, just helping uh, the youth around there. Uh, And and by him choosing that, the money, if he won, the $100,000 would go towards Kinston Teens. And if he doesn't win, Kinston Teens will receive $25,000, man, on his behalf. So, Hey, congrats to Reggie. Shout out to Reggie, man. Keep doing good things for the community, man. And, of course, we'll be watching you, man, in the West Conference Finals. Uh, shout out Reggie. Oh, yeah, man. Shout out to Fire, Reggie Bullock, man. Kinston legend. Definitely proud of you for this one, man, especially for what you for what you standing for with your cause, man. Definitely, definitely really support you on that, man. And for uh, supporting Kinston teams with it, especially if you win, you feel me? Like, it's... It's all about giving back to your community in the end of the day and to continue on your sister's legacy, man. So, yeah, we definitely are proud of you and support you on that, man, for real. Yes, sir, you got anything else, man, before we get out of here? Yeah, I got got one more thing, man. Uh, like I said, my boy, my boy Randy Orton had his 20 years, you know, celebrated in the WWE, man, the industry, man. So I got to, it's only right that I show love to my other boy, man, my boy Dave Batista, man. 20, 20 years uh, since he made his debut, man, in the industry, literally one of my childhood, you, I wouldn't say idols, but you feel me? I, it, it was just, it was just good to see one of, just to celebrate another one of my childhood, you know, heroes, people I used to see on TV, I guess, you feel me? You can say that, but. Yeah, man, shout out to my boy Dave Batista, the animal, four-time world heavyweight champion, three-time world tag team champ, two-time WrestleMania main eventer, one-time WWE tag team champion, two-time Royal Rumble winner, and two-time WWE championship, man. Made his debut on May 9th, 2002, man, so shout out my boy Dave Batista, man. All right, bet, man, well, shoot, that's a wrap, man, another episode of the 2412 pod. We'll be back better than ever next week. Continue to cover the NBA playoffs and whatever news that pops up around the sports world. So, yeah, this is your boy Jalen. I'm signing off. Yeah, man. Chris Paul, I still mess with you, man. Don't, don't tell you anything I said. It's disrespect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Love you, man. NC Legend. It's your boy. It's your boy, Keetoy, a.k.a. A Massive, man. You feel me? Another episode of 2412 Podcast in the books, man. Love you all. Signing off for me and Jay, man. Peace. We out this thing. Game.